If you're enjoying Mixtapes with Mike, there are three ways that you can support me right now. First off, if you can, follow me on Instagram. My account is at Mixtapes with Mike Podcast, and that's where I announce all of my episodes and I make daily posts about the artists and songs that feature in that week's mixtape. The link in my bio connects to either of my Apple Music or Spotify accounts, so you can listen to the back catalogue of previous mixtapes. And I also run monthly giveaways where one of my followers can win a brand new record. Secondly, if you're holding an iPhone, it would mean the world to me if you would take a moment to leave me a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me reach new people and grow the audience. And lastly, if you're listening on any other platform, somewhere there will be a share button. And it would be a massive help if you would click that button and send this podcast to any one of your friends who you think would enjoy it. And now, without further delay, here's this week's episode. Welcome to Mixtapes with Mike, the podcast where I invite a guest to make us a mixtape of 10 tracks without using the same artist twice. We're going to talk about each song, and if you like the sound of what you hear, you can listen to that mixtape in full on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes. Now this week's guest is a Manchester-based skateboarder who is loved and respected throughout the UK skateboarding scene. And he's one of the lucky few who's been able to make a living of doing something that he loves. And at 35, there's no sign of him slowing down. But to look at him, and if you didn't know any better, you would swear that he was in a band. He doesn't really look like a skateboarder. He looks rock and roll. So this week, I'm talking to Ben Grove. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Good evening. Good, good. Thanks for coming on, man. No, no worries, man. Thank you for having me. You, you're the you're the second UK skateboarder I've recorded with. Uh, I, I've done an episode with Alan Rushbrook that's yet to come out. Legend. Oh yeah, legend. <laughs> what a le- yeah. And uh, an absolute freak for vinyl. I didn't know that. I didn't know Alan was a vinyl freak. I knew he liked his music, but I didn't know Alan was, he had a, a vinyl collection. Oh, mate, right. it's, 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 it's out of hand. Is it? Oh, yeah. cool. So he has a, he's got a standing deal with like some record shop that he's fond of where he basically pays them like a, a set amount and they know what he likes and they just send him a box of four or five records. Oh, that's a nice deal. Right. I didn't know that. I didn't know about Alan. Wow. Mate, Jealous. I, I, I've be- I've benefited off it because there's been a more than one occasion when he's ended up buying something twice because he didn't realise he already had it. Nicely. And he's coming to the office and he's given it to me. Brilliant. So like, result. Bonus vinyl. Sweet. <laughs> so, for the benefit of anyone who's not heard of you before, you're probably most well known for uh, your your skateboarding. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Hopefully. <laughs> you're, and you're and you're you're based out of Manchester, is that right? Yeah. How long have you been there? In Manchester. Yeah. Um, I moved. To, well, I'm not originally from there. I moved up there when I was a kid. So like when I was about six, seven ish. So I'm pretty much a skateboarding jippo, mate. I've lived absolutely everywhere. Do you know what I mean? So wherever I may roam. <laughs> but Manchester's been my base for you know since I was about you know seven, eight, nine. And I'm up to, you know, my teens and then I've obviously got skateboarding and started moving around different cities and, you know, Sheffield, Leeds, Middlesbrough, in London, you know, 
all over the country, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um, so, so how, how long have you been pro, though? Um, I turned pro... I think my first board, yeah, my first board was on Uniball, my left blueprint, and I turned pro, I think it was like 2004 or five, I think, something like that. So like 15 years I've been pro, I think, something like yeah. that. Maybe earlier. That's around about there, I think. Yeah, it's 2005 or something, I think, maybe. Yeah, because I, I, I remember seeing your video part on Lost and Found. Yeah. Um, and that was... That's 2004, is it? Oh God, you're a- yeah, you're asking. I now. don't know. I can't remember when it's that long ago. I think it's got to be around that time, 2004, because I left. I left Blueprint to go to the Unabomber, and the day turned me pro because Harry and Frank and all you know Sylvester, you know, restarted it, and that's you know that's my hero stuff, the Unabomber. Do you know what I mean? That was my stuff as a kid, so. I'm scared heroes. Do you know what I mean? Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. Um, like, I had an Alan Rush project when I was, like, 14, 15. And then yeah. start working at Vans and then end up sort of hanging out with him. And now, now I know... Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I know <laughs> well, I'm well enough to take the piss. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> it's the same with Vaughan, me and Vaughan Baker. Like, so obviously, he was on Blueprint. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I left to go Unibomber, but I loved Vaughan on Unibomber. And then, obviously, Vaughan ended up be my team manager on Supra mm-hmm. for a bit and uh, she's my favourite skateboarder my team manager and one of my best friends so it's you know it's been there uh, I like that stuff it's good it's <laughs> funny how stuff works out in it yeah so, it's crazy man. So bef- happens for a reason so before Manchester where, where were you before? I was born down in Kingswinford in Worsley which right. is the black country um, and then my mum mum moved up like I say, when I was about, I think it was about seven or eight, I think. Seven, eight, nine-ish, I think. That's where the connection with Heels O in town comes from then? Oh, Heels O in town, the connection with that is my granddad, he's been there, my granddad, he's been involved with that football club for 30 odd years. Um, because my granddad plays from, you know, he's, he was a Busby baby granddad, and he always plays to side to Manchester United in Nobby Styles and Bob Wilson. Oh, amazing. And, yeah, yeah, so and then my granddad, he got homesick, left Manchester United, didn't want to go. He's from Barnsley. He ended up, long story short, he ended up leaving Manchester United, got homesick, played for Barnsley. He's, he's, you know, where he's from. And they ended up at West Brom Jalbion when Bobby Robson was the captain and Derek Kevin was there. And he obviously met my grandma, they got married. So they ended up staying in the Midlands and mum was from there. But when my granddad finished football, he, he I think he went to the police force or something like that. Not He never did the beat. Is I think the uh, the, uh, the police chief was football mad, and you had to be five foot. You had to be five foot nine back then to be a policeman. Right. But my granddad's only five foot eight and a bit. Do you know what I mean? Five foot, five foot seven something. But police chief was football mad. He's like, you still fit? He's like, yeah. He's like, you look like five foot nine to me. So he got into the police force just because they wanted him on the police football team and wanted him to manage the club and all that sort of stuff. So he never <laughs> did the thing. Just he literally just. But, you know, going to the police force to be, you know, run the football team and play for them and all that. Yeah. And then he ended up uh, going to Hell Zoe. And my mum now owns them, or my part owns them, like with a guy called Macca. Oh, right. Yeah, my mum's one of the uh, owners, because it was going under, they got, their old owner was, um, 
I think he, he, he almost ran it into the ground, basically. And he got banned from the FA for so many years or something. So we all took it over in this guy called Maka and pretty much saved the club because it's 150 years old. It's one of the oldest football clubs in the world, I think. Yeah. I was in town, like 1873, something. Anyway, that's the long, short story about it. That's why, because we got, yeah, that's why all the bells are in town. So you've only got to look at your Instagram for a minute or two to realise that you are an absolutely massive music fan. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I, I'm struggling to see if there are any of your heroes living that you have not had a photo with. Oh, no, yeah, I'm pretty bad with that. I don't know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Georgie Best is probably the only one, I think. <laughs> yeah, understandably so. He's, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not available, but I'm sure, if he, I'm sure if he was, you would have a go. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there. Guilty as charged with getting the photos. <laughs> no, but you, you know, there's, there's some people think it's not cool to get photos with people that you look up to. But I'm kind of in the, the camp of like, when are you going to get that chance ever again? You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I mean, fortunately for me, like a lot of a lot of my heroes are a lot of you know, sort of, you know, friends, good friends and stuff like that. So I've become friends with. Do you know what I mean? But it's not all of them, but. You know, a lot of them have been, you know, from Manchester scene and that, uh, you know, grown up with them or, you know, just being a boy around town, you get to, you know, hang out and stuff like that, I suppose. But guilty's charge for getting the signatures and the photos in the middle of it. <laughs> Mate, you've got to do it. You've absolutely got to yeah. do it. Um, all right, so who's your first track by on your mixtape? Uh, Oasis. So it's, uh, it's not the first time they've come up on the podcast and it won't be the no, last. No, of course. Um, right, yeah. But it's, but it's interesting that you've gone for one of the sort of album tracks, not not one of the sort of marquee kind of singles or anything. So how come you picked this one? It's my favourite Oasis tune. Um, Main Road 96, I think I was 11, saw it there, Main Road, and also I skate to it. So I put the last the last part on the Pusherman, um, Sean Lomax made. Like, and it's just my favourite Oasis tune, it's just... Uh, only but I guess it stays to the end pretty much describes me, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so like um growing up in Manchester and what can, can you remember the first time you ever heard Oasis? Yeah, yeah, I heard Oasis um when I was a kid. Like it's just, just, just like the me uncle he used to um well I say he's not me uncle he was uh you know, like your uncle's not your real uncle. It's like your auntie who's not your real. Your auntie, one of them. He's, yeah, yeah. He was a roadie. He was a roadie for Metallica and stuff like that. And uh, obviously, they were my first massive. That was my first music, Metallica. I was obsessed with them from the age of I don't know, eight, nine years old. And um, and then, but he did. He, I think he ended up roading for the Oasis for a bit and stuff like that. And so just got past. You know, just just being in the car and stuff. And he's listening to the CDs. And I think. Um, and mum's partner at the time, uh, stepdad, he, he had the CDs, you know, I think it was when, or, you know, uh, definitely maybe first come out. So it's just, it's a lot of family related stuff, you know, there's the music was around and it's just, it's in the car and you just, you know, when you're a kid, you'd listen to it, don't you? you know I mean? Okay, so this first track is? Oasis, Bring It On Down. Moving on from Oasis, who's the next trap by? 
my next track is Guns N' Roses Civil War uh, Usual Illusions 1 I've just wrote Guns N' Roses Civil War Uncle Stories <laughs> <laughs> Okay so is, is this this is another piece of music that was sort of passed over by your uncle then? Yeah my uncle Carl uh, yeah my uncle Carl my dad's brother Carl Grove um, he gave me a copy of tape it was you know like pirate pirate copy of it you know what I mean he recorded and wrote in the sleeve and everything and I remember he saying don't let your mum know because yeah, I was only about six or seven I think maybe younger maybe about that age I had a lot of bad playing on it and that's a six and a seven year old but yeah was that the album that I get in the ring on it that's it yeah 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 I remember when I first got into like guitar music and a mate of mine played me that and just laughing my ass off at just how explicit it was yeah, yeah, especially for a seven-year-old, I think it was, uh, you loved it, do you know what I mean? I oh, me, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, but but why this track? Um, I've been listening to it a lot recently when it was just, it's when I was driving, I, you know, we listen to a tune over and over again, for, that's what I do, once you get stuck in my head and I listen to it over and over again, it yeah. just, you've got to put a tune for every point in your life. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? Every single point in life, and I was reminiscing over this tune driving down to Devon to Broadbent. And when you messaged me, I was obviously I was like, "That's what I've been listening to." I was like, "Boom!" And it just resonated from when my uncle gave me that tape in Kings Wimpford. Still got it somewhere, like in a box somewhere. Do you know what I mean? I'm written. Don't show your mum. Still got it. I'll have to get the photo of it. But I think that's yeah. It's just a memory. Do you know what I mean? It's just a. That was my favourite tune on the album. It's crazy, and also the current climate of what's going on. It's the madness of the world's going on. You listen to it; it's like it's pretty much painting. It's you know the lyrics as you know they're very relevant, and it's very relevant to what's going on now. Yeah, and it's and it's very much a case of history repeating itself, and people not learning lessons that we we should have learned a long time ago. Yeah, the human story, mate. And it's (laughs) and, and and you're right. Like it's crazy how a bit of music just can snap you back to a point in time and you don't necessarily realise that those connections are being made when you first heard it but it's like you can you can visualise places you can smell things that were, were going on oh, back yes, then yes 100% I know exactly where I was living where you know where I was I can see the, the, the fern trees and the conifer trees of when I got it you know what I mean it's, it's in there forever yeah so, Alright, so this track is? Uh, Civil War by Guns N' Roses. Alright, so moving on from Guns N' Roses... Next yeah. track is a little bit, a little bit of a left turn, I would say. Yeah, yeah just a bit. Yeah, bit of a change. Yeah. Who's this by? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shotty Horror. And uh, the mate Adam, um, Adam Rooney is called, his real name is. But uh, yeah, Shotty Horror. And stuff, um, it's called Stay for the Ride. Uh, he's a good pal of mine, and, uh, but he's he's also an enigma, this guy. Do you know what I mean? He's he's. I went over to this to uh, Canada to a battle rap with him. I never I never met him. Do you know what I mean? Well, I met him in, through my friend called Zed Bias. So if you heard of Zed, Gary was doing it. I feel good, and he put me on to me. Turned up at my door one day, shot him, 
I didn't have a clue why I was going out to filming. I, I, also knew, I sort of knew he was sort of famous. There was loads of people around town were like, shot your own, shot your own. So I didn't have a clue. I went and watched one of these battle raps. Um, sort of battle rap versus Arsenal, which is another million views, and it blew my mind. So I've never been into that battle rap stuff, but he just, he's an aura. He stands out. He's a bit of an, you know, Manchester Eminem sort of thing. I don't know mm-hmm. if you like that or not, but I'd say that's a, a, a compliment. Um, but he's just incredibly clever, clever person and he, he interact like the more I gather with the battle raps man it's just if you've never seen it go watch Arsenal uh, shot your versus Arsenal it's incredible the guy it just blew my mind and you know turns a good mate but he's ended up doing an indie album basically he's doing like a you know got into a band and done this album and this is um, one of the tunes one of my favourite ones off the, his album he's just I think he released 2019 or 2019 or 18 he was, he was recorded in Canada and he had his band come over from Canada and he's do it play in Manchester. But it's just, uh, it's a banging tune. Mate, I, I, I listened to it today, like preparing for, for our chat. And yeah. I mean, I, and, I, and I like hip hop. I like all kinds of different music. Yeah. Um, but like modern day stuff, I can, I can kind of take or leave depending on how it's put mm-hmm. together. Um, but... This, this, I really enjoyed this because, like, the the lyricism is, is on point, but the music is really good, and the whoever's singing that vocal in the chorus, it sounds a little bit it's Aussie. All, it's all, no, it's I mean, all it's him. All, all shot it. This is the thing with him, mate. He, he's an all, he's an enigma, man. He's like, he, he does acting. He's doing WCW wrestling now. He's, oh mate, he's seriously, he's got he's a Netflix movie, he's a battle rapper, he's plays a bad guy in it, he's, he's done battle, he's done everything, all the lyrics he's speaking, it's real, it's not, it's not, he's not talking pony like all these wannabe gangster people, talking about guns and that, he's talking real life stuff, he's talking about having to, you know, having no money, can't pay the rent, and he's, you know, he's talking about proper, his own experiences, and that's what I love about him, and he's just a genius, mate. He blows my mind every time. I think he's got another new tune out there on the 16th. He's gone back to his hip hop stuff. But he's got some little. He's just he's an incredible bloke, man. Because listen, I, yeah. I, I was looking at the notes on on Apple Music um, where it, so it tells you who worked on it. And I thought, oh, one of these other names, one of these other names must have been the singer. Because the, the, the vocals in the chorus, it sounds a little bit Ozzy Osbourne. No, Ozzy Osbourne, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that as well. I'm pretty sure it's all in. He like to say he produces. He's he's just opening. He's doing his own record studio at the moment. He's on the Arches in Manchester. He's just opposite of mate's flat, and he's building all that. His recording studios. We live in there. He does it all. He produces everything himself. I mean, I'm sure he's had help producing that. P Mac, the dude who um, who manages him over in, in Canada. But he does. It's all in. It blew my head off. That's amazing. All right. So this this track is. Uh, shot the honor stay for the ride. And a raindrop, and a minimum wage job, and all days we can take off, so we must be perfect. When I drop the shit, the cast wave it. I know I think I am when I'm outside here trying to write these verses. I was just about to go and drop the pen and fold my paddle like my name was Horace Racing. I could hear something in the distance. That shit was a bunch saying. We've actually met very kind of in passing at the Gasworks in Manchester. Uh, I, I was staying with a mate, a guy called Dave Thompson, uh, and 
um, it, like I, I was I was there for a few days and so while he was out like at work or whatever I would like skate skate around and uh, I went up is to is this the gasworks spot is this like yeah the gas with, 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 with the flat bar I don't think it's there yeah. anymore and you and, yeah, and you, were, there, yeah. you were ollieing over that flat bar and I showed up literally literally and caught the make and you rode past me and kind of nodded at me like all right and I was like oh, that's <laughs> oh, Ben really? Grove no wow wow that's mental no way that's a long time ago. They're talking. That's two thousand and five, six ish as well. Yeah. You know, I don't even know what American was wearing. There. I was wearing a camo Ian Brown type jacket. <laughs> I was around twenty three, twenty four back then, and I'd taken the summer off work to basically sofa surf on uh, visiting different friends around the UK, and I was basically playing music at different like open mic acoustic gigs and stuff. Right. Okay. So I did a couple of weeks in Manchester, uh, then went up to Scotland for a while, and I, I had been to Cornwall and I've been to Bristol uh, and just, just visiting loads of people and because it, I was visiting people that hadn't seen me in a while yeah. every visit turned into a massive piss up yeah oh yeah of course yeah yeah, it yeah. Was a, it great was, surfing isn't it <laughs> mate it, it was it was a three month long hangover is what it was but alright moving on from Shotty Horror who are we listening to next uh, Black Grape in the name of the father now this, well, I mean, obviously, looking at your Instagram, I know that you would you would have a fondness for Black Grape, and and probably the, the Happy Mondays before that as well. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So this came out. I think this originally came out what ninety five. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It was when I think it was about around, yeah, it was just before Euro because they did yeah Euro ninety six, didn't they? they? Did the, the football too? Yes. Yeah, so it's around ninety five. I think. Yeah, yeah. So I would have been 13, and I, you, like we were saying before, like you hear a tune, it kind of snaps you back to that moment in time. And there was a, there was a taxi that our parents booked to take a handful of us to our high school because we were like a couple of villages over. And the guy who drove our taxi just played indie rock and roll all the time. Amazing. And, and this tune was on quite frequently. His favorite, yeah. his favorite was Pulp. He listened to the, yeah. the Pulp album with Common People on it too, too much. Um, too much, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know when he, you know when somebody spoils music for you because they've always got it on. Yeah, but um, makes you but, hate it. So, like, you just don't want to. Yeah. Not hate it so much, but I know what he means. Like, he's got it on again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've had enough of that now. Um, but but he would play he would play Happy Mondays he would play Black Grape um, I'm trying to think what other what, what other songs and bands would have been on the radio at that time Oasis was, was sort of kicking off Suede Suede um, mm. the radio was playing a lot of Cooler Shaker back then as well oh I've listened to a lot of those recently it's mad yeah top one they were Cooler Shaker they're still like, going isn't they I, yeah I think they kind of they, they like they reformed and they're and they're they're playing well, they're told, uh, just before this I think but, yeah. yeah but I I heard this black grape tune and I I was literally sat in the back of this Porosio estate next to me schoolmates with the with the sunshine going I was like and I I could just see it all yeah so why have you picked this one yeah again it's like I think it was um, been around time when it first came out it was just another CD that was in the rack. It was in the rack and I used to just pick up, you know, just grab the CDs and listen to them and it, this one just stood out to me. I thought I still got them all. I think I nicked them all off my stepdad and I nicked all his CDs. He, he was a dick anyway, to be honest with you. He deserved every, you know, he deserved every stolen CD I nicked off him. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but yeah, I think it's just one of those ones that I really liked it because he was, was massive into you too. And as I say, like, should be like, not that there's anything wrong with you but you know, just these indie sections, you've got like, I'm having all those, and it just stuck me, just literally belting there, belting tune. Amazing. So this is? Uh, Black Grape in the name of the father. Listen to Black Grape. Who's up next? The Comedians, Swamp Thing. All right. Now, I hadn't heard of this group until you'd sent me the, the playlist. Really? So, no, no. I, was, I mean, wow. it, it's, it's one of the best things about doing this is that yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. people bring the music to me. So either, they either bring me old stuff that I wasn't aware of or they make me look a bit closer at something that I had heard but hadn't really sort of taken in properly or I get completely or properly completely new stuff tell me what you know about the comedians well I was reading an interview with Noel Gallagher um, and he mentioned him this is years and this when I was a kid so I, ch- I checked him out and I was just like wow and it went like these guys were before you know these before Joy Division and stuff like that Mark Burgess and yeah, they were from Middleton North Manchester and um, I remember getting the CDs and that but I but it always reminds me of going to uh, Clint Boone's night, South Nightclub, because this is the song he plays, the last song every time. Every Saturday night, it's the last tune, Swamp Thing, and he gets on the mic, and he gets up, sings it, and it's just, gives me goosebumps now, when you see that. <laughs> every time we talk about it, but that's what music is, isn't it? Goosebumps. Mate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, just absolute. Yeah, I got into it just through, um, obviously going to South Nightclub with Clint, Clint Boone, um, and also in the Noel Gallagher interview and he was asking what who's one of his favourite bands were and it was the comedians and they, I think they were before Joy Division and all that. I think they went down a bit of a, a um, a, bit of a, a bit of a bad track you know drugs and stuff like that I think and I think they've, they've, uh, they're still touring the drummer died a couple of years ago but Bart Burgess I think they did a gig just before you know all this Covid stuff but about amazing bands their artwork's incredible Absolutely amazing artwork. All right, so this is the chameleon something. Listen to the chameleons. Who's next on your mixtape? A band called Exit Car. All right, this is another new one on me. So, right. So, why have you picked these guys? Um, Exit Car. They just they really they smashed it. Like I can't remember. It's going back about two thousand 
10 maybe. I don't know what, I can't remember what year we're on now. Maybe 2014 sort of time. It's like, actually, call me Nicky Smith, um, he's lead singer. Mate, just amazing band. I think they taught, they taught, you know, like, taught Liam Gallagher and stuff and made it quite sort of big. And uh, they all had some hull. And um, <laughs> this is like the album, their album's just absolutely, the future isn't what it used to be. I don't think the future isn't, was it? Yeah, the future, well, the future isn't what it used to be, something, I, think, I can't remember what it's called exactly. Exactly, but higher band. All the tunes off the album are amazing, but this one's just really, it's another tune, I remember, you know, back, back in time, sort of, yeah. you remember higher bounds. I remember being in some flat with mate's house, watching the sunrise, and it's just a, Touch me, do you know what I mean? And I listen, I listen to this album every single night to go to sleep to pretty much. Well, when I was living on my own anyway. So I listen to music to go to sleep. But this album I listen to every single night. You know, I need to get to sleep, man, this album. Exit calm, but high bound, it just sends me off. It's just it's not like it's a boring chat, but it just It relaxes you. It relaxes you, man, yeah, yeah. I was so I was I was listening to it today and I thought the vocals sounded very Richard Ashcroft, but not, but not, and that's not a diss. That's that's. Oh no, no. I mean, like, um, yeah. I, I, he took that as a massive compliment because I think Nicky was massively into the verve. You know, I mean, they are very vervy. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. All right. So he was actually Nicky was supposed to be, um, you know, control the film. Yeah. Yeah. But on um, on Joy Division and uh, Ian Curtis, he they wanted him to play Ian Curtis because no he looks very similar to him uh, but he turned it down because he didn't want to be forever known as that guy who played Ian Curtis in Control right but, I see uh, just, just a little thing do you know what I mean he didn't want to take it because he'll, he'll have been forever known do you know what I mean he's doing his band you wouldn't want to I suppose you know tired of that sort of brush with you because you know your band's your music could be I don't know he didn't do it anyway do you know what I mean no I, th- I think you can respect a decision like that because that I mean it's, especially if, he, if he's not if he's not out there trying to be an actor and he gets offered that's something I mean, like that, yeah, yeah, it, but you he's could, got a really good. He's got a good voice and he, he's got the look. I mean, this Nicky's start, his stage presence, like you cannot take you out. He's just his stage presence to me. It's a goosebump thing, man. He just he fixates. He's just an aura. He, you know, he's just amazing. The live band, they were incredible. Rob, the guitarist, man, was just banging. And it, and you could, you would imagine it would be a half decent payday. So to have the oh, yeah, yeah. to have the sort of what's the word I'm looking for the the resolve to to say no that's not what I want to be known for mm. and I'm focusing here give me the, yeah give me the ready so yeah, yeah I'll get it. it's commendable mate it is all yeah, right yeah, yeah, so yeah. so this is exit calm higher bound. Exit Cam. Who are we listening to now? Uh, bands called Low Life. Okay. Um, also, mates of mine, um, Mikey and Robbie. Robbie Lowline, singer. Mikey's a bass player, but this has got one of the best bass riffs like, for me. Like, I love it. It's another 
these guys were really big massive tours and all that like got some stories about these but just another tune that you know um certain point in my life like I'm talking about you know probably like 10 years ago nine years ago used to listen to their album all the time back at the flat and it wouldn't be around and like this tune just proper um just love it man just the bass line on this tune outside it's just gets you going do you know what I mean you got that stomp on you got to get yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah. getting your elbows out and just fucking you know going for it so yeah. when you when you say stories is is this like nights out stories or nights out stories bumping into him like Robbie Lowline um, and his missus I like, used to see him all the time in town but Mikey I remember bumping into we at Glastonbury and I bumped in, you know, to, you know, bump into someone and was just like, "Yes, mate, how you doing?" Exchanging bits and bobs, just getting on it, and you know, just one of them, like, "Yes, mate," and it was just he'd become a good, you know, good mate. But we don't see each other that much, but when we do bump into each other, so this tune always reminds me of him, and just brings back to memories of friendships, and also just a good watch, just a top band, you know what I mean? All right, amazing. So this yeah. track is uh, "Low Light Outside." Who's up next? Uh, the Who. Now, I'll be giving something away when I say this, but I was horrified, right, when I was typing in the name of the track to put this playlist together, and the Limp Biscuit version came up before the Who oh, did. Really? I was, I was offended. A, a what? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so I hope I hope Red that so, so like, I, I, I hope that that's just a time thing in that it's the maybe a more recent version of it. But yeah, it, it, yeah, I was, I was mortified when I saw that. <laughs> he, 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 he did it for a soundtrack for a, a Halle Berry movie. Oh, did he um, like a like a cover? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Halle Berry movie. And it's it's like a horror thing that she was in. Um, okay. And. It's not. It's not a bad attempt, but there's certain things that shouldn't be touched. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's there's loads of there's loads of covers out there in my generation, and you can understand that because it's upbeat and a lot of rock and roll bands yeah. will play it. But but this track, um, yeah, that this cover didn't make sense. Why how, why have you picked this? It's a song that me and mum listen to. Jack you know, always you know, when we're in the car with her, it's just like, you know, she'll put it on mum, you know, look at each other, get it on, you know what I mean? It's just the, another memory of just, it reminds me of me and my mum driving wherever we're going and just, it's just about in tune. So, you know, I've got into the Who through my mum, pretty much, and fortunate to go, you know, and seen him and that. been quite buzzing to go and see him a few times, but just, just one of my favourite Who tunes. Yeah, and it's, and, and it's a, it, for the most part, it's quite down tempo, which pe- a lot of people don't think of the Who for that. They think they, they think rock and roll, upbeat, 
uh, and and this this track does get there towards the end. It does, yeah, but it's it's emotional tune, isn't it? I mean, it's it's yeah, I love it. That's <laughs> just. Reminds me of good times. Just reminds me of being in the car with my mum. Do you know what I mean? And just like I say, just daughter his voice on it. It's just incredible. Amazing. All right. So this is the Who behind Blue Eyes. got another left hand turn here but i know i know exactly why you've picked it um okay so, so who's this by gangster okay now <laughs> so from from the who to gangstar yeah. uh, that's that that is that is a bit of a switch up um but why have you picked pick this track steve olsen man it's the short shorties fulfill the dream yes gangster section gangster tube one of the best skateboarding video parts of all time. That whole video is one of the best skateboarding videos for me of all time. Do you know what I mean? But that's my era. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, to fill the dream, the story behind it, everything, how they made it, how it got put together. But Steve Olsen section, you know, it's just, it's just stood there. You know, it comes on. It's just goosebumps again, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm getting ready for. T- like having this conversation I, I watched the section a couple of times today and there's, there's been a there's been a long period right where when people put a video part together there's this sort of i don't know maybe it's a little bit snooty that it's all got to be street footage and you don't get much part footage in and amongst an actual video part oh, yeah. because, because for some reason it's not as legit but in that that steve olsen part there's loads of legit street spots but there's some oh, really, yeah. really fun part footage in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. It's concrete parks, indoor skate parks. That's what I love it, man. And he pulls it off, and you don't even... I don't think I've ever even... Like, I used to explain it like that. You won't even... You watch that part and think about it like, like that. Not, none of the other parts of skate parks in it, I don't think. Oh, it's about to be something if... if we, I think there's you... a couple of bits, but his parts, like, you know, it's... Yeah, I've never, I've never actually thought about that, but yeah, it's a quality, quality section. Yeah, I, I honestly think it's like a naughty thing onwards where people got a little bit more. It a video part's got to be this. Yeah, yeah. snooty. Yeah, yeah. And we, I should probably put it into context for the people who are listening who don't know anything about skateboarding, but skateboard brands will release videos to promote their their team and their product, and each skater will film a section of three minutes of footage and when you think about how long it takes to film one skateboard trick one skateboard trick on film probably lasts between three and five seconds so yeah so imagine yeah. how many of those you've got to film to mm. fill a section of a three minute song and yes 
<laughs> yeah, exactly right. And my missus will, will walk into the living room and go, are you watching this again? Because she thinks escape video like like a film. You've seen this, so why why have you got to watch it again? But I, but the, what she, what I've had to explain to her is like we consume escape films like people listen to albums. Like yeah. I want to listen to that song again and again and well, again because it is because you got the music and but then you got the bonus of all the amazing footage that's going on. So that's that's why skateboarding music go hand in hand. You know, exactly. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm into all these different types as well. I'm not even mentioning anything, about, anything to do about skating, but it is now. But that tune is good because of skateboarding. Yeah. Do you know well, mean? That, yeah. Th- there are songs that I wasn't that fussed about when I first heard them when they got released, but because they've been slapped on top of skateboarding it's since. Like, and exactly, it changed uh, the game. Right here, right now, by Fatboy Slim. Oh yeah, yeah. It was all right, and then it got used on. A girl road trip section on a 411 and the edit was really really good now if I hear that track I can see the footage yeah yeah yeah, yeah. alright so uh, what track have you picked Gangster um, Inspector Deck Above the Clouds All right, so moving on from Gangstar, we find ourselves at your your final track. Um, so, but for the benefit of anyone who's not heard of you before, if they wanted to check you out and see some of your footage and stuff, where's the best place to find you? So it's on YouTube. Just put Ben Grove on the uh, put Ben Grove in. Um, got an Instagram, Champagne Super Grover. So it's, it's a, that's an excellent Instagram name, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, Ben Henning gave me that nickname, and BMXer, then a few of Ben Henning, he gave me that nickname, shot me in Super Grover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 but it's sort of stuck, yeah, the Instagram thing, so I just, just it's stuck now, isn't it? Um, yeah, and it's YouTube, Ben Grove. Um, All right, cool. So who's your last track by? King Monkey, Ian Brown. It's a, it's, was that, is that an affectionate nickname? Oh, he's king, isn't he? No, I think Ian Brown's my hero, do you know what I mean? He's, 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 this is the tune you play, this is the tune I'd have, you know, played my funeral, constant all day long. This is my, it's my number one tune of all time, and that's hard on to say, but this is my favourite song of all time. And I, and I skate, it's my first ever video part, the note video, um, I skate to this as well. Um, again, it means a... Started my skateboarding career, if you know what I mean. It was the first mm-hmm. ever video part. Well, I say it wasn't my first, but it's my first proper video part that people saw. Yeah, you know what I mean, so I put my name out there. Simon Owen made a video called um, This Way Up, the first note video. We had me, Joe Gavin, Tony De Silva, um, you know, all the note, all, you know, it was our first ever video, you know, and this is uh, this was on it. And I was gonna say, it's, it's just favourite favourite song of all time it's it's a really interesting approach to to writing lyrics and this will give it away totally but but basically Mm. every every lyric is basically an anagram of the word fear and it's so it's in, in, in some ways the lyrics don't make that much sense 
but in a lot of other ways, they make perfect sense depending on how it's been delivered at certain points. I live points. by this song, you know what I mean? I live by it. It's, for me, it's, it, it makes my life make sense. <laughs> I think it's mental to me to compare my life to a song, but I live by it sort of thing. I do believe for everything a reason, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think is how, you know, that's how my life works out, everything for a reason. Well, if, if you've not got that tattooed somewhere already, you definitely should. No, have. I haven't. No, no, I'm not gonna. But, uh, but yeah. Come on, you've you, you've had worse things tattooed. I've, I, I saw the Instagram thing with your with with your finger. Yeah, don't get tattoos when you're pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Woke up like, oh no, what is that? Manchester moustache. I was like, oh no. Yeah, I don't remember getting that done. That was with Shotyor actually. Shotyor was it was his studio. The mate Lee Pitt did that, and I did a tattoo on his leg, butchered his leg doing an MBD. Um, I've got worse things. I've got a tattoo on myself on the back on the back of my arm. You know what I mean, but, yeah, don't get tattoos when you're drunk. <laughs> the rest of them are quiet. <laughs> All right. Well, look, Ben. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we, Pleasure. We, thank you for having me. You know, we, we we don't we don't know each other uh, properly, and I took a chance messaging you on social media, and I'm I, you very graciously accepted uh, to come on and talk about music. So I do appreciate your time, man. Back at you, man. So, that's this week's episode. As always, we've kept the music discussed played below the conversation because we believe that all musicians should be paid something for what they do. So if you do want to listen to the mixtape in full, there's a link in the show notes that will take you to either Apple Music or Spotify. And if you're enjoying the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review or hit the share button and send it to someone you think would enjoy it. But in the meantime, I will see you next week for another episode of Mixtapes with Mike. You got the feeling. You got the feeling.